416 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are going to turn our attention to the wonderful world of city politics. We've got Kenny Anderson Jr. in the studio. Of course, Mr. Anderson served a couple of terms on the council and is now a candidate for the mayor of Sioux Falls. Kenny Anderson Jr., welcome to the Patrick Lally Show. Thank you for having me. Um, so, as I said, you did two terms on the council, right? And that it was is correct. Northeast District? Northeast District. I served eight years, and the last year I was chair of the council. And uh, when, when, did you, when were you booted out? You weren't booted out, but when were you term limited? What year was it last uh, year you were in? It was uh, 2016. Yeah, so it was just last year. Yes, sir. Um, and did you know right away that you wanted to run for mayor? I mean, were you like, well, I'll be back. Actually, as I, when I first got elected, I, I started thinking about it, and uh, as things moved forward, uh, after my first four years, I was asked by some people why I didn't run. Mm-hmm. I told them I wasn't ready at that time. I wanted to learn more about the city, and I've spent the I spent the last four years, you know, learning more and more about the interaction of this with the city, and then as chair. You really get to delve into, uh, you know, the departments mm-hmm. and uh, our city leaders and how things work. So those two terms. Beyond that, what are your qualifications for to be mayor? It's a big organization, as you know. I mean, you know that it what the challenge of the job is. Twelve hundred employees. How would you how would you go about managing that? What's your management style? Well, I think um, number one is. You know, when you look at the city government and how it's set up, it is, it's already set up to be run, you know, with your human relations and your uh, human resources departments. You already have your directors of each department. So what your general responsibilities are going to be is managing those directors and setting priorities for each department. So it's, it's but it comes at you like a fire hose you know, in terms of this, the day-to-day operation. Uh, I remember a great story that uh, Gary Hansen told, this has been a while now, about when he first started in that job and he didn't have a chief of staff. And it goes back to the whole chief of staff thing. And he was laying on the living room floor of his house at about 10 o'clock one night with a cold compress on his face because it was just kind of overwhelming it right away. Um, are you are you ready for that? And, and what experiences have you had in the past that make you that prepare you to run that big of an organization well i would say yes i am prepared for that Uh, as you see every mayor has decided to have a a good staff working for them Mm -hmm. and uh, i do have my ideals on uh, the people that i would like to put in those places Mm -hmm. and they would help me uh, work with the directors to make sure that our city government is running as smooth as possible. And as far as experience, I would say the best experience I had is when I was the general manager of the uh, central U-Haul here in Sioux Falls. And when I took it over, it was um, not doing too well. As a matter of fact, I, within the first uh, week, I eliminated all but one employee and then had to rebuild it from there. And uh, once I, I got things rebuilt, you know, U-Haul moving is a really fast-moving business. Things happen uh, very quickly there. 
and their job responsibilities are more than just the center. Uh, actually, you have uh, the whole eastern side of South Dakota and part of western Minnesota that if uh, one of the substations needs equipment, you know, they look at you to help and make sure that that equipment is provided. If there's an accident, you become the investigator of the accident and make sure that the reports are turned in. And then you have uh, the management of the employees, the management of the storage. So there was a lot of different aspects about running that business that I think uh, gave me enough experience to, to look at the job like this. Yeah. Beyond your, your council terms, um, a lot of people may not know Kenny Anderson Jr. Tell people a little bit more about who you are, where you came from, and uh, some of your other life experiences. Well, I'm uh, a lifelong resident of Sioux Falls. My grandparents moved here in 1928. They raised eight children here. Uh, one of them, of course, was my father, uh, who you know, grew up here. We all went to Washington High School. Mm -hmm. My father was a homecoming king, or actually he was royalty. My oldest sister was homecoming queen. I didn't know that, that yes. your dad was on the homecoming royalty. That's yes. cool. Uh, a lot of his classmates say that he was actually elected king, but it was the last uh, year that the teachers counted the votes, and there was a little <laughs> controversy on on uh, him actually being on royalty. There right. was... There was an underlying uh, group that did not want him to be on a royal float, you know, with uh, the other children that were on. Uh, because he was African-American. Exactly. Yeah. So. And he went on to be the first African-American member of uh, city government of any type. That is true. Uh, he left and joined the Army, spent a couple years in the Army, played on the all-Army basketball team, came back, went to... Uh, Sioux Falls College at the time, mm -hmm. and then uh, worked for Davis Taylors, uh, one hour martinizing, and then when there was a uh, uh, removal of managers of one hour man uh, martinizing, he bought his own business, mm. and we ran Kenny's Continental Cleaners over on West 12th and Lincoln for about 15 years, and uh, I left in uh, 1976. At the beginning of my senior year, I left, uh, I was uh, not happy with life. Yeah. So I joined the Marine Corps. Oh, really? That I, young? I was 17 when I joined the Marine Corps. When I got on the plane, I was 118 pounds. <laughs> oh, man. Three months later, when my father came out with my two youngest sisters to watch me graduate, I was 150 pounds. Wow. I finished second in my, in my platoon of 87 people and I was very proud of that and I was very happy that my father was there to watch me graduate. Was I, that out in uh, 29 Palms? That was the, in yeah. uh, San Diego, California Okay, yep. is where the MCRD is and then I went to uh, Memphis, Tennessee and learned uh, to be a structural mechanic on F-4 fighter jets. From there I went to North Carolina and uh, had a couple other courses there and ended up in Buford, South Carolina um, and uh, joined a squadron there. It was a traveling squadron and we went overseas uh, twice. The second time uh, it was a NATO exercise in Europe mm -hmm. 
on our way back, uh, the hostages in Iran were taken. Oh, wow. Uh, our squadron was activated in uh, the Azores. And then we spent about six weeks in uh, Urukut, Turkey. Nice. <laughs> the middle of the desert. Yeah. But uh, then we came home, and uh, I finished my four years there, came home, and uh, started doing some work with my father and other things, and just trying to find myself. Yeah. And then uh, after my dad was on the uh, city commission, uh, he was reelected in 1990 um, by a landslide. Mm-hmm. And uh, he won every district. And I believe he still has the most votes of anyone in the history of the city. That was the old commission where you each commissioner ran in the whole city. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was, there were no districts. Yes. Yeah, and he, he uh, became quite famous yes, for his time on the, com- on the commission. Well, in uh, 1990, when he was elected in November of 90, he had a stroke during a commission meeting mm-hmm. and uh, passed away from complications of that. Yeah. And, uh, and he left, but he left a lasting legacy. Very much. The Kenny Anderson uh, Community Center over next to Washington, right? Well, that's what I say is, you know, the love of the city. Uh, It showed uh, how much the citizens respected him, how much they cared about him, and they named the very first community center ever built in the city, and next to it actually was was first, Mm -hmm. and that was the park. Oh, that's right. And that was the choice of mine and my sister's. They said either the park or the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. We chose a park because the park was for everyone, and my father was really into kids, so yeah. it was a perfect fit. Outstanding. We're here with Kenny Anderson, Jr. He is a candidate for mayor in next spring's election. That's on April 10th, and then the runoff on May 1st. We're going to come back, and we're going to hit some issues. Uh, this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-three on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we are continuing our conversation here with Kenny Anderson Jr., who is a candidate for mayor of Sioux Falls. That election coming up April tenth. But you know, it seems like it's a long way away, Kenny. But it's really not, is it? Uh, it's getting closer every day. And yeah, that's feel right. It now, so there's eight candidates in this race. Uh, the campaigns have gotten longer and more expensive. Um, what challenges are there for you in the fact that it's a big field and an open seat and you got to raise a lot of money and to punch through? How are, what's your strategy for punching through the din of all these candidates? Well, number one is getting out into the community and uh, having discussions with people, finding out what their concerns are. What, their need, what they feel their needs are for their area of the community and uh, what their concerns are for our city now and in the future. Yeah. So let's, let's go through some of the big issues that are facing us in Sioux Falls. Um, kind of, this would be like a lightning round. Um, okay. Transportation. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm a big backer of mass transit and alternative transportation. We talk a lot about the bus system. Is it working? And what needs to be done? Well, I think we, we need to relook at the entire transportation system. We've had uh, committees and groups taking a look at this before. 
Uh, I am a former paratransit driver. Mm -hmm. When the paratransit unit first started, I was the second person they hired. And it gave me a lot of insight in what was happening with transit. As our city grows and the needs for transit grow with it, I feel that, you know, we have to look at those outlying areas. We're a very mobile community, and we haven't really set a course for what we're going to do as a community. Mm-hmm. We've challenged the downtown businesses to ride the transit system, but the transit system does not reach all the way out into the outlying areas of our community. No, if you live in the southeast, the closest place you can catch a bus is Lincoln High School, and it's a long way between Lincoln High School and 57th and Highway 11. So we need to determine exactly what is going to be the scope of our transportation and how it's going to be utilized by the people who need it the most. Do we need to change the way it works from the uh, spoke, the hub and spoke system to a grid has been has been discussed or a hybrid? It's It's been looked at, and we've decided that the, the grid system really has not worked for us yet, but I think it, it needs to be re-looked at. And then we need to look at whatever else is being utilized out there and see what fits for our city. And once again, we need to make sure that it serves the most needy at this time. And because we are such a mobile city, you know, we haven't set that path. Because now we're looking at building new parking ramps downtown, mm-hmm. yet we want to challenge those people to ride the transit. So what, what are we really going to do here? Are we going to build more parking ramps so that they can drive in? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to look to promote that transit system and move that into a larger scale? The big challenge isn't so much for uh, the bus system so much as it's it is a it is a symptom and is it a t- it is a tool because you can only make roads so wide through the through the middle of Sioux Falls as it grows and grows we know that growth doesn't actually pay for itself so we got to build more and more roads are we prepared for a uh, modern transportation system in this community both uh, from a logistics standpoint and from a sort of uh, state of mind standpoint I don't feel we are no so what would you do as mayor to change that. Well, once again, I think we need to sit down and relook at the whole plan and work with uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the Development Foundation, uh, the different groups here in Sioux Falls that feel that they do need transportation, and then look at the different ways other cities that are larger than Sioux Falls are working their transportation Mm -hmm. and take from those areas and try to build our own plan. You know, what that plan is, I can't say at this time because it does need to really be looked at in an intense manner. We're here with Kenny Anderson, Jr. He is a candidate for mayor of Sioux Falls in the April 10 election in a May 1 runoff. Um, Do we spend enough on roads? Well, that's that's a good question. I think we have to take a look and, you know, we have to look, number one, at what uh, our economic situation is. Right now, we've seen a shortage in sales tax revenue. Mm -hmm. And there are other needs in this city also. We have an an older infrastructure. You know, we've we've spent a lot of money during my time on the console rebuilding our sewer lines, Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that people's basements, when we have uh, water events, Mm -hmm. 
do not fill with sewage or with water. We did have the famous <coughs> sewer emergency. Exactly. And from that point, you know, we spent probably somewhere in the area of, you know, 80 to $160 million, mm -hmm. as you saw along Yankton Trails, mm -hmm. all the way from Western Avenue over to Cliff Avenue. We put in all new pipeline there. We're, you know, we're now really taking a look at our infrastructure, our sewage pipelines, our wastewater return lines. You know, when we first started looking at them, we found lines that were clay, mm -hmm. some that were iron. A lot of old had, stuff down there. Yeah, and then some that had gas lines running through them, cable lines running through them. It was it was a really uh, eye-opening situation. Yeah. We, sometimes, we don't think of our city as being old, but parts of it are pretty old. Some of them are. Yeah. But with our roadways, it's, it's like a house. You always are fixing and repairing. And with the weather situations that we have in South Dakota with mm -hmm. our winters uh, being severely cold, with our summers being as hot as they can get, it's, it's really uh, hard on those surfaces. Yeah. People complain about the roads all the time. Do we have good roads? Are, though, are there complaints, uh, I, I don't want to say exaggerated, but people complain about roads all the time, but it seems to me that our roads are pretty good. Do you well, think we have good roads? Our roads are good. I think if you compare them to other cities, I go, when I go to Minneapolis to visit mm -hmm. family and that, I see the Minneapolis roads and I think we're very lucky at what we have here. Yeah. But once again, it's always something that you need to work on. And can we do better? We're always looking to do that. That's where we came up with the uh, MicroSeal program, mm -hmm. which I thought was a great program, and we've expanded that. And we're looking at other ways to repair roads uh, at a reduced cost and be able to give citizens that transportation experience that they would like to have. Yeah. We're going to come right back after this break and talk more with Kenny Anderson, Jr. He is a candidate for mayor of Sioux Falls. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 445 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Hey, folks, don't forget, the big parade of lights is coming up on November 24th. That's a Friday after Thanksgiving, 7.30 p.m. in downtown Sioux Falls. Dazzling lighted holiday floats and music will flood historic Phillips Avenue from 13th Street to 5th Street. DTSF.com for more information about that. And we are continuing our conversation here with Kenny Anderson Jr. He is a candidate for mayor of Sioux Falls and a former city councilor and former Marine and a former uh, driver for paratransit. Uh, wealth, a wealth of experiences is what we call that, right, Kenny? I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, some other hot button issues. Poverty in this community is something we talk about a lot. You only have to look at the school district um, statistics about free and reduced lunches to see there is a segregation occurring in this community in terms of uh, class where you have schools with virtually 100% qualifications for free and reduced lunch and schools with 15%. Um, as mayor, how do you deal with the sort of the, the growing divide between those who have and those who have not? Well, number one, I think you have to, uh, you know, 
effectively plan and recruit businesses uh, that pay uh, a, a diverse wage scale and finding those businesses and recruiting those businesses into our city that uh, will pay that middle income area. I feel that we have mm -hmm. a donut hole in our, our income here. Um, it's not to say that the companies and businesses that we have here aren't good quality businesses. It's just that we're missing out in some areas that are our need areas. And also when we talk about the loss of our, our brain drain out of the state, you know, these children graduating from high school and colleges, and they have to leave the state because there isn't employment here that can keep them here in the state. Mm -hmm. So working with the Development Foundation, the uh, Forward Sioux Falls, and the Chamber of Commerce, you know, hoping to go out and find those businesses that are looking for a new location, that are looking for a new opportunity, and show them Sioux Falls. I think any time we go out there and compete. Do you think we're not we doing win. that? Oh, I know we are, but maybe we need to relook at that and see, you know, what businesses we are going. You know, when we talked about Amazon, I know a lot of people said, oh, we don't want Amazon here. But the, the point is, is even putting in a letter of interest mm -hmm. to Amazon puts that flair out there, puts that message out there that we're a growing community that we have people we want to keep here, we have people that are attracted to coming here, and we're looking for new businesses to move here, to grow here, and to prosper with our city. Mm -hmm. You know, the council recently has gotten really involved in a couple of video lottery issues, one micro, one a big deal, which was rewriting our some of our uh, rules to uh, parallel state law, and it got shot down. What are your thoughts on the state of video lottery in our community? Well, unfortunately, that cow's out of the barn. No, it's here. And There's no doubt. But it is. It's what here. do you think? Well, number one, it's run by the state. And as a, as mm -hmm. a city councilman, we found that out. You know, when we tried to uh, make changes in as far as distances that video lottery bars could be uh, from each mm -hmm. other. But the, know, the council and the mayor sort of stood up to it the other day. I mean, what they voted on was clearly out of line with what has got to happen. And they basically just said no. Is that, a, is that the role of the mayor at some measure to say, I know you guys have control over this, but this isn't right for us right now? Yes, it is. And I think in that situation that you're discussing, you know, this, this wasn't the first time they said no mm -hmm. to, to that uh, organization. And we do have to look at uh, where these locations are at. We have to look at how they're operated. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And uh, make sure that, you know, what we, what we are able to do, that we do to help control um, the growth and uh, mm -hmm. the type of uh, businesses that uh, are here in our yeah. city. We're here with Kenny Anderson, Jr. He is a candidate for mayor of Sioux Falls in the April election. Uh, seems like a long way away, but it's not. Um, let's talk quickly about transparency. It's been a big issue in city government. A couple of key points here. First of all, the siding, the secret siding settlement uh, involving the Premier Center. Was that good or bad? Well, my father used to say sometimes the 
appearance of there being something wrong can be worse than what really is. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this was the case. Do you think um, the settlement was good? That the key, when, after the points came out, do you think it was a good settlement for the city? Well, I think that the people who negotiated it believe it is a good okay. settlement for the city for, at this point. Mm-hmm. But now we're at the point to let's move by and past looking for blame. And let's move to getting that third-party inspector here. Let's inspect that siding. Mm-hmm. I believe it is structurally sound on there, but is it doing the job that it should be? And that's protecting that exterior concrete wall from moisture, mm-hmm. from rain, which will deteriorate that. And if it isn't doing the job, let's get a timeline on when we really mm-hmm. need to replace that siding. Because there are other issues now being brought up with that area. Now we're talking about the arena mm-hmm. and what we should do with the arena. We also have the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. The baseball stadium, we uh, a few years ago, a section of the walkway for the VIP boxes on the uh, top of the grandstand collapsed. Mm-hmm. We've been putting Band-Aids on that grandstand for a number of years. We should probably just tear it down build one downtown, right? I uh, I have stated that before <laughs> uh, we even built the event center. Yeah. Uh, it would open up a huge amount of area. Yep. Then you look at what we need for that facility out there, and that is we need parking ramp so we can add to parking. Mm-hmm. We need another hotel, and that needs to be connected to the event yeah, center. And you're going to need space. Well, and that what that does is that brings us to the next level of being able to go out there and compete for different conferences. Mm-hmm. We're bringing Pheasants Forever to Sioux Falls. Pheasants Forever is usually at larger, mm-hmm. much larger cities. They finally came to Sioux Falls after some very hard work by our Convention and Visitors Bureau and the state. And I feel that if we want to compete for businesses like that, organizations like that, and uh, events to keep coming here to Sioux Falls, we continually need to find ways to make that area better. We need to incentivize that area, similar like we've done to the downtown. Mm-hmm. Look at how successful we've been there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are things that need to happen. So other issues of open government, um, we talk about the RFP process some, what other changes should be made to make government more open and more transparent in the city of Sioux Falls? Well, I think, number one, that uh, we have to look at the differences that have been happening between the administration and the city council. Yeah. That's so number one. In terms of what? What do you mean? Well, I mean working together. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, a lot of times now I'll use the administration building. When the administration decided to move forward with the administration building and a design and everything, they did bring the city council into that Mm -hmm. and worked with the council to help design that building and everything. But I think that there's still communication gaps Mm -hmm. between the administration and the council that could be corrected, made better, and that will help with making things more transparent okay. they, and not just dropping things onto the yeah. console at the last minute. Right. People can watch the informational meetings and see what we're doing, what we're planning. And I think that those things can all be improved. Kenny Anderson, Jr., thanks for coming in and uh, 
telling us your vision. We look forward to the election and uh, everything rolling up to it in April. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thank you for your time. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.